0: Davy Jones is pretty close to what I would consider a perfect villain in Pirates of the Caribbean 2. I don't think there's a better design they could have possibly gone for with this character, both in terms of appearance and mannerisms. It blows my mind that the CGI for this character created all the way back in 2006 is so good that it holds up better than most things being made today. He's a terrifying, charismatic, and sympathetic monster given great dialogue and just enough humanity to make you feel bad that this is his fate. If you can't tell, I love this character a lot, so while I was looking for literally any excuse to talk about how great he is, I realized that his name never seems to come up when people talk about who their favorite villains are. I mean, I'm not saying he's the greatest villain ever, I don't think he's as good as the Joker, Darth Vader, Magneto, and a couple others, but I'd say he holds a pretty comfortable spot in my top 10 list, top 15 at the lowest. I've never heard anyone say they don't like him, but he seems to be mostly forgotten by everyone, and I think I figured out the two main reasons why. Before we get started though, I'm going to take a second to let you guys know that once we hit a thousand subscribers, I'm going to make a video responding to your comments. This channel is pretty new and still really small, I want to make a couple more videos before I start responding to comments, so whenever you're watching these, drop your thoughts on whatever we're discussing down below, and if it's an interesting take or question, I'll post yours and respond to it. Now, before I get into why he's so underrated as a villain, I want to talk about why I think he deserves to be considered one of the best. From his first appearance, he comes across as an omnipotent being that cannot be escaped. He's completely ruthless, but there are small moments that show you that he doesn't enjoy seeing others suffer. He has bootstrap whip his own son, but you see by his expression that he finds it hard to watch. He's harsh solely to maintain control over the crew. The scene in the third movie, when he cries and then gets angry at his own tears perfectly demonstrates what this character is all about. He's a person who had his heart broken, never moved on from it, and has repressed his pain and emotions ever since. His cruelty is a front he puts on to protect himself from getting hurt again. What's really interesting about the romance between him and Calypso is that it's hard to pinpoint whose fault it is that they both ended up so miserable. Davy Jones accepted the job of ferrying the dead because he loved her, but after 10 years of waiting for the one day he could be with her, she didn't show up. It's like a soldier being on deployment and coming home to find his wife cheating on him. Then, because of this, he stopped doing his job and helped the pirates lock Calypso away. When he confronts her about this, though, she says it was unreasonable of him to expect her to wait for him, as she is the living embodiment of the sea. He can't claim or tame her, she's a primal force beyond possession. However, even if that's the case, it still means she manipulated him in the first place into a never-ending service by acting like she was in love with him. They're both to blame, and they both did bad things to each other and he still loves her even after all his years of misery. What makes this even sadder, is that if he hadn't neglected his duties to spite her, him and his crew would never have become monsters. When you also combine the amazing effects and performance by Bill Nye, not this one, you really start to feel bad for this guy, even while watching him unleash the Kraken on a ship or having a father whip his own son. His theme is also magnificent and really hits the ominous tone of tragedy that suits the character so well. He's given some great lines and the delivery is just perfect. I'm obsessed with quoting things from movies and he's definitely up there as one of the characters I quote the most. The Lovecraftian design of the Flying Dutchman and the crew is just perfect too. And the way he gaslights people into joining his crew is a lot like the way I try to get you guys to like the video and subscribe to the channel. So by the way, please do that. His voice is just iconic and lastly he's just a great counter for jack sparrow jack is zany carefree and manages to worm his way out of every situation he gets himself into davy jones is the past finally catching up to him he's made a deal with the devil that gives him the black pearl and for once he can't cheese his way out of this one he tries the whole movie to scheme and find a loophole out of his contract but in the end he's finally met a foe he can't outmaneuver and now that we've established that davy jones is fucking awesome Let's talk about why he's so underrated. The first reason I think Davy Jones doesn't really get his flowers is because he gets sidelined pretty hard in that world then. Davy Jones is not the main villain of the third film. I probably would have preferred if he was, but Lord Beckett is really well done so I don't have too big of a problem with it. But because Davy Jones wasn't defeated in the last movie, to introduce a new threat for this one, they have to show that Beckett's a much bigger problem than he was. The goal for most sequels is to make the stakes higher than they were before. In the first movie, Barbosa was a big deal because he was unkillable. In the Dead Man's Chest, the new villain can teleport, sail underwater, find his prey for as long as they're in the ocean, and has control over the Kraken. He's a borderline god of the seas. So, in the third one, Davy Jones gets knocked down a peg in order to prop up the new Big Bad. Lord Beckett has control of the British Navy, controls Davy Jones, and has the Kraken killed, taking away one of the scariest parts of Davy Jones' character. I'll always be disappointed the Kraken was killed off screen, though. I mean, what a waste of a great scene. Also, for most of the movie, Beckett doesn't even have to lift a finger to achieve his goals. He's able to force everyone to do the dirty work for him. While I do think Davy Jones is a better antagonist, I don't really mind this swap because it frames the third movie as being the end of the age of piracy. It puts a sense of impending doom over the story. The times of gods, curses, and monsters is over. The ocean has been tamed by civilization, and the pirates are being wiped out. It's very similar to how Red Dead Redemption treats the Wild West, and it puts a bittersweet tone over the world, giving the story a one-last-ride kind of effect. So while it's not necessarily a bad choice for the film, putting Beckett front and center here does kind of neuter Davy Jones in a way. At World's End definitely leans much more into building empathy for him than it does making him threatening. While I don't like the effect it has on Jones that he gets dominated in this movie to prop up Beckett, a story doesn't exist in service of one or two of its characters. I mean, the British dominating the seas is what keeps this movie enjoyable despite its flaws, of which there are many. And that brings me to the number two reason. I found through the extremely reliable method of talking amongst the common folk that most people don't really care about the Pirates movies outside of the first three, and of those three, At World's End is by far the weakest installment. It's not awful, mostly due to its villains, but it takes what people liked about the first two and leans into those things way too much. I mean, this series has always been known for its fun and wacky set pieces not taking its action moments too serious, but the third movie dials this to 11 in a way that makes you laugh at it instead of with it. This movie also has many more corny moments and the dialogue can be straight up cringy at times. Jack Sparrow has always been odd and humorously eccentric, but his hallucinations this movie push it even farther. I mean, they really leaned the wrong way with this character. I think the third movie would have been the perfect time to show him getting a little more serious, a little more grounded. But instead, they took all the things we like about him, and they just started making that everything he is. This would have been the perfect opportunity to get dark and dig into Jack's character when he's in Davy Jones's locker. It's been built up as being far worse than regular death, it's supposed to be an eternal punishment, and while a case could be made that Jack's version of the locker hurts him by taking him away from the seas and making him not feel unique, I really wish this part wasn't played for laughs. There's already plenty enough comedy in this movie to keep it from feeling too bleak. And this would have been a great chance to show that all the antics he does, that you could still have him do after he gets out of the locker around people, is really just to cover for who he actually is. I'm also personally really not a big fan of the Brethren Court, as I feel like it makes the pirates feel almost like an organization, which kind of rips away the fun way this series romanticizes how being a pirate is all about freedom and doing whatever you want. For the purpose of these movies, I think the pirates having a hierarchy structure like this, and a book of codes they strictly follow, makes them a lot less interesting. Especially when the first movie puts such a huge emphasis on them not really caring about the rules. And so, we shall go to war! I also think the love story between Calypso and Davy Jones is built up really well throughout the story, but when they finally unleash her? It's really underwhelming and she doesn't really affect the climax of the movie very much. Her making a whirlpool didn't change a lot since both sides of the fight are caught in it, and she never retaliates on the pirate lords for locking her out like she said she would. The final battle really drags in this movie, but I do like the way everything is resolved between Davy Jones, Jack, and Will. Jack giving up the idea of becoming the captain of the Flying Dutchman so that Will can live is well done. I like how Will's father ends up working on his son's ship, and as ridiculous as it is, Becca's death is a BEAUTIFULLY shot scene. It will forever frustrate me though, that Elizabeth doesn't just join the crew and live on the Flying Dutchman with her husband, or at the very least, he could just pull up to a port, she gets on the ship and they hang out every now and then, you know, it's not really a once every ten year kind of situation. It's also a lot of fun to see Barbosa again and getting to see how much chemistry he has with the cast when they're all allies. Him and jack have a lot of really funny scenes in this movie too but as is the big pattern with at world's end there's a big drawback here and that it's really lazy that they never explain how he gets brought back or what the rules of resurrecting people are or how it's done i mean why can't calypso bring back elizabeth's father but she can bring back barbosa i understand that jack being brought back is different because he was in the locker but they could have given some sort of reason for barbosa all in all, I think the series really took a dive with the third movie, even though it's still worth a watch every now and then. There's enough good to draw you back in to see Davy Jones and, you know, some of the funny scenes in it. I think, objectively speaking, Curse the Black Pearl is the best written movie of the three, simply because Dead Man's Chest wastes so much time with the crew being captives on a remote island, which is a sequence that, if removed, would change literally nothing within the plot. But at least that part of the movie is still genuinely pretty funny, even though i take it out if I could. And there was that whole plot of Elizabeth tricking the crew into thinking their ship was haunted, which just feels kind of side questy and out of place, you know? So while you're kind of right, and I completely understand if you like the first movie the best, I still hold Dead Man's Chess as my favorite of the bunch despite that, because you guessed it, Davy Jones. I think Barbosa is a great villain in the first movie, he's really funny and charismatic, but I think Octopus Man here is a huge step up for the sequel, simply because Davy Jones accomplishes everything that Barbosa does, but he's also scarier and has a lot more depth to him. Even before you actually see him, he's built up really well through how other characters talk about him, and seeing how creepy even Bootstrap Bill is, and he's just a henchman. I think if the third movie had been as good as the last two, people would still consider Squidward here as one of the best big franchise villains out there. As the series goes downhill though, I think people just lose interest and kind of stop thinking about it. Pirates of the Caribbean has really been dragging along for the last decade, and I don't think many people really care to see anything new come out of it. I think people literally have just kind of forgotten about Dre. I mean Davy Jones. That's gonna do it for this one though, drop a comment and let me know if you actually want to see another Pirates movie come out, and what you think it should be about if it does. I know they teased Davy Jones coming back even though it doesn't make sense, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. You know, maybe they can find a way to explain it that's not too ridiculous, and to see more Davy Jones, I'm tempted to give it a chance. I mean they brought back Barbosa in a kinda dumb way, but I'm still glad he's around so I think I could forgive it if they do it well. Please, please, please like the video if you liked it. Subscribe for more content, and I'll catch you all in the next episode of Headcanon.